0: Welcome to On Texas Football. It's time to grade the horns. Jerry Hamilton alongside this episode sponsored by the Rodman Firm. Uh, Jerry, you know, we look at it. It was a dominating win for the Longhorns. uh, And I'm sure as we do this today uh, or this morning, a lot of positions are going to grade out extremely well.
1: Yeah, I mean, except special teams. But, yeah, I mean, Bobby, my takeaway was, you know, you went on the road. And Baylor's got some issues on the offensive line. I think we kind of talked about that going into the week. I'm not sure we knew how big of an issue they were going to be. Uh, but if you go on the road and you win 38-6 um, in a Power 5 game and aren't really good in all three phases like you have been uh, prior, uh, maybe at Alabama, if you're if you're not getting one of those phases and still win 38-6, it, it, I mean, it's there's some pats on the back. So Texas was prepared and they played well.
0: Uh, you know, Quinn Ewers was firing on all cylinders. We'll start with the quarterback. Yeah. Uh 18 of 23, Jerry rushed a, had a 29-yard rushing touchdown. Yes, he was sacked a little bit, uh, or three times, I believe. Uh, but largely he was in control of the game with the passes. Uh, looked on the money. The pass to JT Sanders, the one-handed grab by Sanders, uh, the deep ball to Jonte Cook. Uh, the intermediate game was on. I mean, he didn't miss. Uh, just maybe the sharpest overall we've seen him this year?
1: Yeah, I think so, Bobby. I mean, I, I, look, he made passes in all three levels, right? I mean, that's the thing. When you go on the road, if a guy makes catchable passes on all three levels, you're unless he just makes bad decisions outside of that, you're happy with a quarterback's performance. Um, and, and I'll say this, he, he played under duress enough in that game to where it made it even more impressive. You know, because the one thing we don't know uh, unless you're sitting there at the end zone view of video, is will somebody, will somebody say, well, there was a guy running open on this play, but we don't know what was that window looking like on that offensive defensive line. Could you see that? Could you make that pass? Um, so he played under enough duress that I thought it made uh, his Saturday night performance
0: uh, one of his top two or three at Texas. Yeah, I mean, obviously you can't. Alabama was just a different, different atmosphere, et cetera. I mean, so you can't compare it to that because the stress wasn't on him uh, to perform like that necessarily. But I thought it was, uh, you know, we talked all week and then, and I made it a point. I mean, which Quinn Ewers are we going to get? Well, we got the one that may look like a first round draft pick. I kind of wonder Bobby, if we're going to see the
1: best Quinn Ewers on the road and in neutral games. Interesting. Why is that? Um, I just think, look, I mean, this is an incredibly scrutinized position. You're a quarterback at the University of Texas. And I kind of equate it to Big Tiger Woods as a golfer. Every swing that guy took for 10 years, it was chopped up. It was talked about, the good, bad. Uh, it, It was just everything he did was talked about nationally. Everything Quinn does, every step he takes is talked about, right? That's a different level of pressure on a uh, on a player um so i
0: just wonder if he plays with a little more freedom on the road gets out of the fishbowl yes Uh, to to, to your point okay Uh, i think the grade i I went an a here jerry what about you yeah
1: i i went a as well i mean you know we'd be picking nits if we said uh, a minus right so we're just going with a strong a um and and if he does it again if he plays at this level again next week at home against kansas then uh college game they'll be headed to the cotton bowl
0: yeah i was not (laughs) i was not thinking a minus i was thinking more about adding it to an a plus because of the way played. all right i'm moving on to running backs uh jonathan brooks just continues to impress me uh he's he's being patient uh he's making people miss he's running through arm tackles he's getting extra yards after contact um cedric baxter looked a little gippy uh early in the game but then came back uh, had a nice reception out of the back down, da- uh, back uh, out of the backfield on a checkdown uh, from Quinn Ewers. Uh, you know, Texas definitely has a one-two
1: punch. I, I, I tell you what, that game got me extremely excited. If Cedric Baxter can just stay healthy, get hundred percent, stay healthy, I, I, that got me really excited because I, I think Brooks and Baxter are about as good a one-two punch as you'll find. Uh, Because, you know, Craig, here's where Jonathan Brooks has winner's DNA, Bobby. One-handed catch on the screen.
0: Yes, absolutely. That
1: guy's always going to battle through adversity. His adversity this year hasn't been running the football. It's been catching the football, right? But the guy's got winner's DNA. If he didn't have winner's DNA, he'd have transferred out of Texas instead of sitting for two years. So he continues to bring something so much more important to the Texas team than just the stats. He's got that DNA that Sark wants in this program. But it got me really excited because Cedric Baxter continues to show those glimpses, right? And if Texas get a fully healthy Cedric Baxter the last half of the year to go with a fully healthy Jonathan Brooks, this running game, this running back position is going to end up with an A-plus for the season, I think. I really okay. do believe that. In this game, I give it an A-plus because I think when Blue came in, he ran. Keelan Robinson, nine yards on his run, right? Savion Red ran tough. Evil. Savion <laughs> on Red knows no other way but to run tough. But this, so that that position produced about, I think, 159 yards on the ground, right? And it's not like they ran it 50 times to get there either. Uh, so they made And they made big plays, what, three catches for 34 in the passing game. So I give that position an A-plus without reviewing any pass pro necessarily. I just think
0: that position graded out as close to perfect as they could. That's interesting. I, I was thinking A, but I, I can be convinced because uh, they were they were popping it and making Baylor pay when they w- made mistakes uh, in the run, uh, run game. Jonathan Brooks, uh, look, we said going into the season that he would be the – we thought he would be the starter, although Cedric Baxter was overcoming him, right? And yeah. Baxter eventually started. But this just proves a point how how good the depth is at Texas right now, uh, because those two combined give Texas the sledgehammer and the kind of guy that's still strong, but can hit it up outside that 40 yard run for Brooks was fantastic. Taking it to the house, eliminated some pursuit angles of the defense, a plus all the way for that Uh, wide receivers, a little bit different. Uh, They were not called upon to do a ton uh, on Saturday although they certainly had their fair share of big plays. Xavier Worthy had a touchdown catch. A.D. Mitchell caught, it, caught a couple of nice balls. Um, Jonte Cook got on the board uh, with a big 50-yard bomb as well. Uh, but they contributed to winning. Uh, nice. Jordan Whittington, I think back to a, an early play uh, in that game. Third and nine, a dump-down pass to uh, J- Jatavian Sanders. Whittington paves the way with a block that ate up two Baylor defenders. For a first down early for the Longhorns. I thought it may have been the most complete game simply from a wide receiver perspective. No drops. Right. No drops. Just a complete solid game for the Longhorns.
1: Well, and I know we're going to talk about tight ends next, but this goes into it. Texas tight ends want to caught seven passes for one about 150 without a defensive coordinator saying, how do we defend these Texas wide receivers? Yep. Having more weapons on the field, and we talked about it preseason, JT Sanders could have more yards receiving this year without as many receptions. And we're starting to play into that because Texas has so many weapons at wide receiver. Defensive coordinators look at Texas and say, we need the double worthy, but if we do, this may not look really good the entire game. So my point is the receivers get a solid A to A-plus in this game for me because the Texas tight ends don't go seven for 147 without all those threats at wide receiver.
0: Yeah, I I think that my grade would be different if I included the muffed kicks or the muffed punts, but that's that's a different story. I'd go A-minus probably, but I felt like it was a, a complete game for the Longhorns there. Tight end's a different story. Um. I, I would like to say this was JT Sanders coming out party at some <laughs> level on a national level, right? right? Because he was really a, a focal point of the offense. That one-handed grab was just scintillating. Uh, but he was good early and often. He looked more aggressive. I, I've rewatched the game now. Uh, he looked more aggressive as a blocker than I've seen him, uh, perhaps all year. By the way, Jerry.
1: Yeah, I, I, I give. Um, I, I can't hand out a perfect grade, right? It's hard. But this is an A-plus game for me at tight end. Uh, Gunner Helms more involved in the passing game. He's starting to look like what Jeff Banks said, a guy that may end up playing on Sundays, right? Yep. Um, he's not going to make the big plays down the field, Sanders, but we're talking about the one-two punch at running back for Texas. Let's talk about the one-two punch at tight end. You got seven catches for 147, I believe, out of the tight end position on the road at Baylor. JT Sanders was over 100 at Bama. Right. So you played two road games this year and your tight ends have gone over 100 in each of those. I, I, that's I'm not sure uh, how many schools have or have done that this far, uh, this far this season, college football. I'm guessing maybe Georgia did it a few times last year. But that's not something that happens all the time where you're on the road in your first two games of the season and your tight ends are over 100 yards receiving. I go a plus plus for the tight ends in this game. Just because they did it in the run game, they did it catching the football. And here's the thing I'm looking at, Bobby. Those wide, well, Let's turn it back to wide receivers. The wide receivers are going to open it up for the tight ends this season. And they're going to open it up for Sark. Are the tight ends taking the most of their opportunities? Saturday night, they absolutely did. So A++ for me.
0: No drops. No, no blown assignments that I saw uh, on the second rewatch as well. I'll agree with an A+. Um, If there is a, if there was a player that outperformed Quinn Ewers on offense, it was JT Sanders last night. Yeah. I think think that's fair to say. All right. I want to say, take a minute to say thank you to our sponsor of the uh, uh, Grading the Horns segment. Uh, That is uh, the guys at the Rodman Firm, PLLC. Tim Rodman and his group are committed to serving your needs in business, commercial, and residential real estate, construction law, and more. Throughout the great state of Texas, Tim and his team pride themselves on detailed representation and developing long-lasting relationships with their clients. Uh, Tim's a Longhorn grad as well uh, and cares about the Longhorns. I got a text from him the other day about it. Uh, Call Tim at 281-343-3382 or visit rodmanfirm.com. Again, if you need any help in business, commercial, residential, real estate, construction law, or more throughout the great state of Texas, uh, check Tim and his crew out over at the Rodman firm. Uh, Jerry, offensive line, um, it was interesting. On, on the rewatch, I didn't listen to the the, the game cast during the game. Uh, on the rewatch, they were really talking about D- Dusty Dvorak, uh, the uh, former OU uh, defensive lineman, was talking about the transformation of the Texas offensive line at one point during the game uh, and just said, what a big change it's been in the last three years alone. I could not agree more. I mean, Baylor three years ago manhandled Texas. Their defensive front made Texas look like the Texas offensive line looked poor. Yes. Absolute opposite occurred on Saturday night. Yeah. I mean,
1: look, it's people are gonna say Texas gave up three sacks. Sometimes Baylor just overloaded, right? They just yeah. overloaded the box, overloaded the side, maybe brought a safety on a blitzer off the corner. I'd have to go back and watch, rewatch, see who that actually was. So uh, sometimes you got to tip your hat to the other team as well, right? But you go on the road and you put up 500 yards at eight and a half yards per play, and that's giving up three sacks. I mean, it's hard not to give a group at least an A minus. And I know Baylor's not a good football team right now, but. You know, what were you asked to do? How did you perform it? Um, two penalties on the road, not a false start till late on that uh, uh, by Hayden Connor in the fourth quarter. They- it was Jake Majors. Sorry, Jake he- Majors. False snap. Yeah. Yep. They cleaned up some areas of concern last week against Wyoming, right, where Sark on his press conference said they didn't play as well as far as the pre-snap procedure penalties as they did against Bama. So this is two road games where they've gone out and they've played really well on the road pre-snap penalties, communication, everything like that. And look, we got to factor this in. Cole Hudson's hurt, right? So they lost a key rotational guy at guard, a guy who started 13 games last year. But what you're seeing is DJ Campbell continue to mature as a player. It's, And I'll tell you what, that guy is angry on contact. And that is really good for the Texas running game. So Bobby, I, I'm going to give him an I'm going to give him an A minus because you did give up three sacks. You can't go A or A plus, but that, but, but they had 500 yards at eight and a half play yards per play on the road in a Power Five game, so I can't go B plus or anything.
0: I, I want to add a guy's name in here that's kind of been unsung this year, and that's Malik Ogbo. Yeah, um, he is. You know what he is better than Andre Carrick. He's more athletic. Yes, he is. He can get to the second level better, a little bit wider as well, more more arm length that the, the block he threw to help spring Jonathan Brooks on that long TD run at the first i mean he just absolutely collapsed that line of scrimmage yeah uh, so he he deserves a a hat tip as well i would probably go b plus because of the three sacks at the same time it, it, with with Steve Sarkisian's offense i think you can get it that he is he does not mind sitting in the pocket That's waiting right. for the routes to develop Oh, that, and That's a great point, Bobby, because Texas
1: is going to give up some sacks because of what you're saying. These are longer-developing pass plays, and Sark wants to attack this field vertically. And, it, and I'm not even saying attack the field vertically with the throw all the time. He wants to attack the field vertically in the defensive coordinator's mind all the time. Yep. And so if you're going to do that you're going to give up some two or three sacks in different games, especially if a D coordinator dials one up on you and brings a corner blitz or safety blitz off the edge. And, Jay, they just outnumber you. So, uh, But Sark, I think Sark, like you said, Bobby, it's a great point. He wants to stress the defense vertically the entire game, even if he's not throwing the ball vertically. And so if you do that, you 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 understand that you're going to give up a couple sacks from time to time. You got it. Uh,
0: great overall for the offense, A. Hey. A-
1: yeah yeah, I, I think a uh, uh, for me 500 yards on the road eight and a half yards per play um 38 points with turnovers I mean yeah. all, all special yeah. teams I mean and, and hey look and Bert Auburn misses a chip shot which will get yeah. in the special team so they they should have gone over 40 in this game
0: yeah absolutely I, I feel I feel comfortable with where the offense is heading into Kansas they still have to work on being more consistent didn't punch it in on that last drive which I thought would have been nice uh, that would have been an 88-yard drive to kind of culminate the night uh, for the first-team uh, group. All right, uh, Jerry, let's talk about the defense now. Uh, I'm just going to say, I don't know what else you can give the defensive line other than A++. Yes. I mean, that was the most dominating defensive line performance we've seen at the University of Texas in I don't know how long. Period. Full stop.
1: Bobby, I said on our, <clears throat> on our watch with us <clears throat> to Aaron, I said, and, and Rod, I said, you'd have to – you need more than one hand to count the Texas defensive linemen that had a chance to sack a quarterback or make a tackle for loss in that game. You saw Jamon Tapp coming off the bench, making an impact as off the edge, being a physical guy, showing some upside. Um, you, you pointed out a play before he started this. Jet Bush got the sack on the first, that first, the first sack for Texas, but it was actually Alfred Collins literally collapsing the pocket that caused a puller to trip and fall. I mean, So sometimes the sack number goes to one player, but some of those sacks are made by multiple players. But, Bobby, did Texas have 10 defensive players in the backfield at some point?
0: That night, I didn't count them, but I think that that's uh, probably accurate. Byron Murphy, <laughs> I thought was the gang, uh, it was the leader. Uh, but boy, Tavandre Sweat made a stop on fourth down. That's going to make some uh, NFL scouts go, uh, "Wait a minute, guys, we may need to take a second look at this one." Yeah, he pushed. I, 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 I'm, I'm not, If, if Tavandre Sweat continues this trajectory, he may be the one guy that ends up in the first round for the Longhorns. I'm mean, yeah. I'm telling you because that that is what an NFL defensive lineman looks like on the interior. Yeah. Our, um right, A-plus uh, period for me yeah. at that position. Yeah. Linebacker. <laughs>
1: hey,
0: yeah, I mean, it's not even – there's no debate right? in my, my, my no. mind. Um, linebacker, Jerry. Uh, Jalen Ford, David Benda looked like they were flying around. They, Texas started off in a true 4-3 look with Jet yeah. Bush on the field. Maurice Blackwell came back uh, in and in, in saw some action on Saturday night. And then we also had Anthony Hill. I mean – I sat there and watched him diagnose a screen, and I, I, he, I'm he, i telling you, you talked about this young man. He is learning football at a rate that's not normal.
1: Correct. At a
0: high level. I mean, I'm just – Sark talks about football IQ. Rod Babers talked about it on the postgame last night. Uh, so did Drew Kelson. Texas is playing football right now. Their defense with a higher IQ than maybe they've had in quite some time, Jerry. Mm-hmm. All four of those guys, five of those four or five of those guys, I guess, played with a high IQ last night.
1: Yeah. When you mentioned Anthony Hill, look, this is two games in a row for a freshman on the road that he's looked like one of your best defensive players.
0: Yeah, I mean, but-
1: uh, that's that's not normal. Right. And, and I know we'll talk about corners, Manny Muhammad, same way. But Anthony Hill um just if you have instincts and you're a fast learner you become a tremendous football player bottom line i mean and here's the thing and we so we talked about it preseason, bobby when Sork went on us out on this pre, that press conference said we wanted to be an off the ball linebacker but we have packages for him off the edge too that was kind of we talked about at the time okay that's a box check for a guy that they feels like feel like is mature enough studies enough and under, understands the game on a high enough level as a true freshman that they can put that on his plate before he ever played a college game. That's not something you hear all the time from coaching staff. So he's got the mental aspect of the game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I would, I, we've got to talk about Jalen Ford, D- David uh, Benda, um, uh, Jet Bush, Ford and Benda are are becoming a really good tandem in my opinion, especially against the run uh, stopping Baylor twice inside your own 20, or actually three times, uh, if you remember uh, the deep ball to Monterey Baldwin. Yeah. Uh, Baylor got inside the 10 again, stopped them with no points there. Um, uh, Jalen Ford, uh, as Rod Baber said in the postgame, may be the best, uh, or, or he may have been you, may have been the best uh, all-time guy in coverage at linebacker for the Longhorns outside of Derrick Johnson. Yeah, I mean, just unbelievable uh, what he's been able to do. Uh, and then I think the speed they're going to the ball right now. I do believe that they are a beneficiary of a tremendous defensive line, though, and look that way on Saturday night. What 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 grade would you give this uh, Longhorn linebacker crew?
1: Yeah, I, I would go a I would go a minus probably um, for this game. Um, Agree, Jalen Ford. I mean, his ability to play with his eyes in coverage, but also. Not get too jumpy, right? If you see, if he sees things cross his face, he's just calm. It's almost like he's a quarterback where the game moves slow. The game moves very slow for him in coverage. That's elite, elite stuff right there. Um, but I also think he's improved his physicality against the run this year. I totally agree. He he's, helping, he's helping his NFL grade every time he steps on the field right now. And it doesn't have to show up with 10 or 11 tackles. It just shows it has to show up with the physicality he's bringing against the run because he's already got the size, and they know he's got the smarts, and they know he's got the work ethic. He's,
0: he's guy getting that, lower. Hey, Jerry, he's getting lower on contact. I don't yeah. know if you noticed that. The first couple of years, he was actually trying to you know, Hulk Hogan people to the ground. Right. Now he's meeting him lower in the hole. Uh, yeah, and and, and and here's the thing:
1: all the guys you mentioned. Hey, tip of the hat to Sark. That's player development.
0: Yeah, Ford's Jeff developed in
1: Texas. Binda's developed in the last year at Texas. It's been the first year was a little bit more of a grind, but in the last year he's developed. Jet Bush has developed into a serviceable player that you can count on when you put him on the field. Where early on you couldn't. Yeah. So
0: Ch- hey, tip of the hat for player development at that position, Jeff. Yep. Jeff. At- I would probably go a a a minus simply because I think they 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 um, benefited so much from the defensive line. No hey, before we uh, get to defense, or the secondary. Uh, this episode of On Texas Football is brought to you by the Rodman Firm PLLC. Tim Robin, a Longhorn grad, and his group are committed to serving your needs in business, commercial, and residential real estate, construction law, and more throughout the great state of Texas. Tim and his team pride themselves on detailed representation and developing long-lasting relationships with their clients. Call Tim at 281-343-3382 or visit rodmanfirm.com. That's rodmanfirm.com for your business uh, and uh, residential real estate needs. Uh, And uh, if you're going uh, in that direction, uh, give Tim a call, 281-343-3382. We appreciate him. Uh, for his sponsorship of the grading the horns each and every week. Uh Jerry, the secondary, um, you know, again, the beneficiary largely of uh what's going on up front with the Longhorns on Saturday night. Also Sawyer Robertson was not exactly accurate uh largely at times. Or healthy. <laughs> yeah or healthy. Uh, but uh the, the Texas secondary couple of uh they, they allowed a couple of big plays uh Ryan Watts got beat twice deep Jaron Thompson got turned around on a good 25, 30-yard gain from Baylor as well. Uh, other than that, they, they seemed like they knew what they were doing in coverage. Uh, the, the one thing I would add is it was interesting that Texas took Jade Barron off the field when they ran the 4-3, and they went with their their regular package of a 4-3 without a nickel in the game to stop that Baylor run.
1: Yeah, that that stood out to me because you're taking off the field, arguably your best player this year on defense.
0: Yeah. Most impactful. Mean,
1: yeah, yeah, I mean uh, him, Jalen Ford, Byron Murphy. I mean, you can argue who the best player's been this year, but he's definitely one of your top two or three. Um, so that that was interesting to me as well. Um, that seems like a net loss, but Texas got to the quarterback so much you didn't feel like a net loss, right? Um, yep. I, th- I think I think it'll be interesting. Here's what I would say about Texas defense: um, they haven't faced a really good offense yet. Now, I think that stuff starts this week. Uh, you know, they'll face two or three of them. Um, and I'm not sure they face a – they're not going to face an offense like a University of Washington, right, or or, or, or this year, I don't think. Um, somebody like that, that you you go, okay, what's our weakness, and boy, could it get us beat. Um, I, I, I don't think it's anything like that, but I do think Texas is about to start facing – better offenses they have this year. Alabama is not that offense. Baylor's not that offense. Wyoming is not that offense. And Rice is not that offense. So Texas has played four teams that can't truly exploit you if you have a weakness. Um, I, I think we'll see um, a lot of that. Like you said, Bobby, a Texas pass for us, a defensive line. Maybe they mask a minor deficiency all season and it works out. But I do think uh, Texas defensive backs uh, – uh,
0: they can be had a little bit in the past. Yeah, yeah. I think they, they showed some susceptibility. They definitely showed some susceptibility on the deep ball. Ryan Watts, in particular, Jaron Thompson, Michael Taft. Uh, those guys are not straight cover guys like that down the field. They're just not. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see what what uh, uh, anybody can can do can do that. I you mentioned the next two opponents, really, in my opinion, are the two best offenses outside of Texas in the league, and that's Alabama. That's a uh, kansas obviously as well as oklahoma uh so this defensive group as a whole jerry is getting ready to have to step up a little bit uh as a whole on the uh, on the secondary and then the defense what did you give grades for not only the secondary but the defense as a whole
1: yeah i think a secondary i would say um i'd say b minus to B on that uh probably 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 b minus um because look i mean we're we're Here's the way I look at Texas. At the beginning of the season, we looked at Texas differently than we are looking at Texas as number three ranked team, 4 and oh. Now we're looking at with a different goal. I mean, what did Matthew McConaughey say? The Big 12 is the goal, the national championship's the dream, right? No five. We're grading Texas on a different scale than we were after week one right now. So the grades will adjust. Uh, so I go B-minus because I do think that unless Tex- if, the- if Texas comes across a couple teams that stymie the defensive line or take away that strength, then the uh, Texas secondary uh, is going to have to show some progress.
0: Got it. Uh, th- Texas defense grade
1: overall? Um, I'd say B plus to A minus for me, um, just because, again, I, it's hard for me to sit there and say A plus all the way around because Texas didn't face a team that could really go at you and exploit you. So, but I think maybe maybe that's a bad grade. But let's just say a minus because the team the team you were presented with you did go out there and dominate them. So maybe I'm being a little harsh on the grade. Uh, so I'll go be my I'll go a minus. Sorry,
0: I would go almost a here, Jerry, and here's why. Not only did they dominate early when it mattered most, uh, when the game was still in doubt, they also stopped uh, Baylor from scoring inside the red zone on two gimme possessions.
1: And, and that's fair. And one thing I didn't consider is he muffed two punts. Yeah, defense has to come back out there on quick change, right? Yep, just out. So, I, I thought they were terrific.
0: So that's yeah. it's okay. We can we can have different different calls on this stuff. That's what people uh, want to hear. They don't they don't necessarily need us to be uh, in line all all the time. I think that we may be in line on this next one though, and that's special teams. Uh, 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 the Longhorns. <laughs> hey, look, look. People are talking about the two muff punts, the doink field goal attempt by Burt Auburn. Let's not forget about. Keelan Robinson's kickoff. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they they did not look good in certain aspects of special teams, just fielding uh, kicks in general. That being said, uh, Xavier Worthy had two punt returns, one of 10 yards and another one. I can't I think it was 40 or 50 yards that he almost looked like a blur going down the sideline. That was well set up um, hit or miss right now at special teams, I think. And this was a, a, a category where we thought, if Baylor might have a chance to win this game, it might be something screwy happening on on special teams. Well, something indeed did happen that was screwy on special teams. The Longhorns, however, Jerry uh, overcame that. Uh, they they can't drop three kicks against Kansas or Oklahoma. No,
1: no, I mean no, absolutely not. Look, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna separate this. Then I'll give a final grade. Punt game, A plus. Punt game. Ryan Sanborn's an A plus punter every time he walks on the field right now. And the punt coverage is A plus every time they walk onto the field right now. A plus. Rest special teams F. <laughs> I mean, so what yeah. is what does that create? And I'm not taking any away from kick coverage. Trey Weiser had a hell of a play on kickoff coverage, right? That guy's a he's an interesting special teams weapon in the making, but you can't muff three kicks and lose two of them. And get anything other than an F. It just doesn't work that way. I mean, that that's us taking having a four question test and we don't answer three of them. You're not passing. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm going to go F total because you muffed three punts and you had two turnovers in the special teams. I, I can't, even though the punt game is A plus, you can't give it anything other than an F because you lost your, your two turnovers when special teams.
0: Very disappointing. Burt Auburn's missed too.
1: That that was a dink, yeah. From yeah, that that, that,
0: that looked like he just flubbed it. Yeah. Um he, he, he fat hit it if that makes sense. Yeah. Um and Texas needs him to be automatic absolutely from that distance. Yes. Period. Yeah. Period. Uh they need to need more from their kicker in that regard. So I, I agree with you. I would go F uh <laughs> maybe, maybe D minus because of the net punting and because of Worthy's return. But I mean, look, we're picking nits at that point. Uh, yeah. Texas, I think Steve Sarkeesian mentioned it in postgame. Uh that's that's a that is a going to be a focal point. This week and uh the, the weeks to come can't have turnovers in that one. All right, uh Jerry, uh that that that's gonna do it. To, you know, tonight we have the live stream. Baker, Brandon Baker is also expected to make his announcement later yes. today. The, the big offensive lineman out of Santa Ana Mater Day. Uh guys, it's Texas, Ohio State, Nebraska, Oregon for that one. Uh, we're gonna be uh hopefully uh be on the live stream when he announces. Uh, And we'll see what happens from there. But uh, Longhorns uh, win one on Saturday, dominate Baylor. The grades uh, show it uh, overall. Uh, Only hiccup, special teams. But, man, offense and defense, they took it to the Bears on Saturday night. All right, Jerry, thank you for joining us. Thanks to the Rodman Firm uh, for sponsoring this episode of On Texas Football. For Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton. This has been On Texas Football.